This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 149. Hello, veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. If you're a new listener, I want to welcome you and let you know that this is the place that we talk honestly and openly about veterinary medicine and how we all work to love this profession. If you're a frequent listener, I want to thank you as well. I appreciate you so much and I want to ask you to contribute for me um, for an upcoming podcast. I am planning a podcast on your favorite mantra, something that helps you feel more positive and determined or motivated. And I'm compiling them for this upcoming podcast, hopefully with Bridget Capel. And it was suggested by one of my listeners. So if you have anything that particularly motivates you or makes you feel great that you say to yourself on a daily basis, you can email them to me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com, or you can message me on Instagram at The Veterinary Life Coach or on Facebook. So please contribute if you will. I'm looking forward to doing that because I love sayings and mantras, and you'll know that if you've listened to me before. So today on this podcast, I want to talk about motivation, and I'm also filming this on um, Zoom, so you can watch me on YouTube. I don't usually film myself when I'm alone um, because it makes me a little self-conscious, but I was getting ready to record a podcast with someone, and they canceled on me, so I figured, what the heck, I might as well film this one and put it on YouTube. So if you want to see me and and, uh, watch me stumble through some of this. Um, look, look me up there. Otherwise, uh, hopefully you're listening to me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you'd like to listen to podcast. So today, as I said, I want to talk about motivation. And the reason that this came up for me this week is I spent a good chunk of this past week struggling with um, the time change. It, it's our time change changed last weekend in Michigan. We went to daylight savings time. The weather's gotten colder here in Michigan. And I really do love the fall. I love the season changing. But when it gets into November and we start to lose our daylight when we go off of daylight savings time and um, it gets cold and I can't ride my bike, I start to get a little depressed and I start to lose some of my motivation. So something about that, that change of seasons and the idea of the upcoming winter, um, I get stressed and then I start to feel unmotivated. It, it causes this stress response in my brain. So then all I want to do is curl up and do nothing. I just want to avoid life in general. I procrastinate, I get a little bit lazy, I start to eat too much, you know, all the things that we do when we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. So as I was writing yesterday my blog, I was looking outside and it was snowing, but it was kind of wet and ugly. 
Um, I love snow. It's very beautiful, but it reminds me in November that I have so much to do. I have Christmas lights to put up, which I haven't done yet. Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of weeks and I have to shop for that. There's Christmas presents to buy. There's housework to do. Um, there's still leaves on the ground outside that I need to rake up. My dog yard needs to be cleaned. Like there's all these things. And so when I start to think like that, my brain starts spinning, then I become overwhelmed. And those overwhelming feelings lead to the procrastination. And then I don't do anything. It causes inaction. And what I really, really need is motivation. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today, is I wanted to get off my butt and get more motivated in November, since this seems to be the time that I start to slow down. So the definition of motivation is the process that initiates, guides, and maintains goal-oriented behavior. Another definition is the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. And another is the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. So in everyday use, the term motivation is frequently used to describe why we do something. What is your motivation for doing X, Y, or Z? And then driving force behind all human actions is motivation. It's the desire to act in pursuit of any goal. So you can be motivated to do a lot of things, right? You can be motivated to eat. You can be motivated to go outside. You can be motivated to exercise. That word is such a general term, but I think it's something that we really need to look into in order to keep it in the forefront of our mind and also use it to attain our objectives or our goals. It's the thing that causes us to want to compete. It drives us. It also drives us to even connect socially sometimes. We have to have motivation to get out and socialize. And when we lack motivation, we become depressed. So motivation, if we can grasp it, it will give our life meaning and purpose. And it helps us to create value in our life. It keeps us out of depression. And you know when you're depressed, you don't see a lot of value in your life. And that's something that we really need to fight and really need to work against. Now, motivation can be external, such as a deadline that's looming over us to do something, right? It's like the deadline for me to write my blog or do the podcast. That's a little bit of an external motivation. But more often, motivation is something that we need to work on internally because externally, nobody is holding my feet to the fire to do this podcast. I don't know if any of you out there would be upset if I didn't put out a podcast every week. So my motivation for doing the podcast is more internal. So let's talk a little bit about sources of motivation is how do we get motivated? And we'll talk about techniques to help yourself get motivated when you're feeling procrastination or you're feeling lazy or you're feeling depressed. But let's talk a little bit about the science behind motivation. So it can be extrinsic, which we talked about a little bit, which means it comes from outside forces. And that can be from rewards, like making money, it could be from a person pushing you, like a coach, 
or your parents or your children will externally motivate you to do something. If you have small children, you'll know, or you have pets even, that they will motivate you to get out of bed in the morning because they push you to do something. So that kind of motivation, your alarm going off, your dogs jumping on the side of your bed, which is something Trent always does, will motivate you to take an action. But motivation can also be internal or intrinsic, and that comes purely from within. It's not due to any reward. It's not due to a deadline or an outside pressure or a dog. So for example, if somebody's a runner and they do it just because they love the feeling that they get from running, and it's a, an important part of their identity, they identify themselves as a marathon runner, let's say, or if you're intrinsically motivated to improve yourself in a certain way. If you're somebody like me that loves self-help, you're motivated to study self-help in order to create that feeling within you. And if you have a desire inside to get better at something, like let's say I wanted to get better at singing, then I'm motivated to seek singing lessons or sing or practice just because I love singing. So intrinsic motivators are oftentimes stronger and push people harder than the extrinsic. It's gonna be really hard for my dog to push me to do something like exercising, right? There really isn't anybody cracking the whip on me to exercise my body or stop overeating, let's say. So that kind of motivation has to come from within. So achieving things because you're internally motivated seems to work better than if someone asks you or tells you to do it. But it's often harder, right? Internal is feels harder than external. So motivation can come from a variety of sources. If it's working for compensation, sometimes family obligations can be external or family can feel internal a little bit too, right? You wanna be a certain person for your family. Sometimes it's enjoyment that can be internal. Curiosity can drive someone to motivation. Motivation can also come from validation of your beliefs or your identity, like I said with the running, the running people that identify as runners. You can also use motivation or motivation can come from creating a positive self-image. So if you want to feel more positive about yourself, motivation can come from that which is really interesting, right? Motivation can be the thing that improves your self-image, but your self-image can also drive your motivation. And then motivation can also come from a desire to avoid negativity or avoid negative outcomes. So you can create motivation about your health to try to avoid negative health outcomes like heart disease. Now I did some reading about motivation and one theory that I thought was interesting that is used for understanding motivation is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I'm not gonna go into the big theory and the big hierarchy because it's a lot, but I just wanted to use this little piece because according to Maslow, humans are inherently motivated to better themselves and move towards expressing their full potential. So that is one of our needs, according to Maslow. 
it's the self-actualization. Like we want to be and we want to improve. And we do that by progressively encountering and satisfying levels of need, such as food and safety and shelter, to higher order needs, such as love, belonging, and self-esteem. And so that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about that because self-esteem in and of itself, getting better self-esteem can be a motivation for us. So how do we become more motivated when we are feeling unmotivated or we're feeling down or even depressed? I think first we have to start to understand why we're feeling this way. Why are we feeling unmotivated? And in my case, this lack of motivation that I was feeling yesterday and the thing that spurred me on to talk about this on the podcast is it stemmed from my thoughts about all the things that I have put on my plate. There was fear, there was self-doubt, that all creeped in when I started to think about all the things that I had to do and looking outside the window, thinking about the things that are gonna be more difficult to do, like putting up my Christmas lights when it's cold and snowing is gonna be more difficult than had I put them up two or three weeks ago. And so all these things piling up in my head leaves me to not know where to start. And so I start to feel overwhelmed and anxious. And that overwhelm and anxiety that I'm feeling causes me to go to procrastination, not motivation to get started, right? So my brain telling me that there are way too many things on my plate I'm thinking about what I have to do for this week. I'm thinking about the holidays, the writing that I have to do. I have to give a couple of speeches next week for my Power of 10 group. I have to go to work next week. And then Thanksgiving is coming up. All those things are overwhelming my thinking. And then there's just too much. And I'm not capable of getting it all done. That's what my brain tells myself. So the first step in getting over that is be honest with yourself. Why are you feeling unmotivated? Do some thought dumping, download all those thoughts from your brain so you can see where those thoughts are making you feel overwhelmed and anxious. And then that overwhelm and anxiety leads to feeling unmotivated, right? And once you kind of get that figured out, and it might take a little bit of time, in me it didn't take that long because I was like, oh, of course, I know why I feel anxious. And it's a really common thing for me. I overpromise to do things for people and then I get anxious. So once you understand where it's all coming from, then you need to vow to feel the anxiety. Vow to feel it. Yeah, this feels really crappy because I know I overscheduled myself. I know I overpromised and I'm really not sure I have time for all this. I'm going to have to prioritize. Like maybe the Christmas lights don't get put up this week. Maybe they don't get put up at all. But just feeling the anxiety and knowing where it comes from helps it to dissipate a little bit. And we've talked about feeling your feelings before. So vow to feel the anxiety, vow to feel the overwhelm, and then we're going to start to work towards motivation anyway. I know the thoughts that are creating my procrastination and anxiety. And now I can start to work on it. So how can we start working? Start by focusing on a small task at a time. So if you have many, many things on your mind, many, many things on your plate, getting motivated requires action. So even in spite of feeling the anxiety, 
you can take one small action in that feeling of anxiety. And if you're feeling paralyzed, then just keep feeling it until you get just that little eek of motivation and then get going. Choose one goal and break it down into small tasks. Pick the most urgent or vital step and vow to do it. Because small steps are much less overwhelming to our brain and tiny steps are easier to accomplish. And when you start to list out your goals and all these baby steps, beware, your brain is going to want to distract you. It's going to want to pull you off task because when you start to feel anxiety or overwhelmed, your brain is going to try to buffer those feelings by looking for something else to do, right? So you're going to want to go eat or you're going to want to watch TV. Those are a couple of things that my brain likes to do. Or I'm going to want to play with the dogs or make an excuse. Oh, I've got to do laundry or, you know, something easier than the task that you really need to do. Something that's more fun. Your brain will think, oh, that's going to be way more fun to watch TV than to try to do this one action that I need to do to start to get motivated. But if you can get one baby step done, then you'll have the first step under your belt. And then you can go on to the second step. And once you start to feel a little bit more motivated and you just start taking action after action, that will breed momentum. And motivation will get you some momentum. Now, another thing that you can do is try not to focus on your entire situation. Like when I start to think about this week in front of me, that sounds really overwhelming and scary. And that negativity that I start to feel breeds more negativity. And that's how depression starts. So if you start getting thoughts of self-pity or you start feeling fearful, Those feelings are going to pull you off task. Those thoughts are going to pull you off task. So when you hear those negative voices in your head telling you that you can't do it all, telling you that you're not capable, reject that voice. You may need to read something motivational or listen to something, listen to a podcast like me telling you that you can do it. Anything uplifting, even a speech that you've heard in the past that was really motivating to you, you need to kick yourself in the butt and start to think some more positive thoughts. Sometimes for me, it helps to play music, any uplifting music, or watch my favorite movie, Rocky. So when I'm feeling really full of self-pity and doubt and starting to kind of go down that road of just not wanting to do anything, doing these things like playing music might not erase all the negative thoughts, but replacing them with a couple of positive thoughts or music or mantras will certainly help you create more positive feelings. And if you can take that one action and get it done, reward yourself. You can tell someone that you did it. Sometimes I'll say that to my husband. Hey, I got the blog written this week. I got it done early. You know, not that he really cares, but he'll say, good job, honey, or something like that. So you want to get a little bit of a reward to that negative brain. So tell somebody else that you did it. Get a little bit of an acknowledgement. Plan yourself a small reward, but make sure that it doesn't sabotage your progress. So don't do one little action and then go watch eight hours of TV, right? Don't do one little action and then eat a bunch of junk food because that buffering action won't won't allow you to progress. 
So don't spend three hours on social media to reward yourself for one baby step. Sometimes when I'm thinking about a reward for myself, I'll just stand up and throw my hands up in the air like a power pose, right? Like my Rocky pose or power posing, you know, something like that. Just throw your hands up in the air, do some stretches because that feels good. You might run around and play with your dogs. Sometimes I'll just dance a little bit when I get something done. That way, my brain looks forward to the end of that baby step, the end of that small task. I want my brain to look forward to the next step, not backwards at at what I missed. So giving yourself a little high five, you know, you you can clap your hands for yourself, give yourself a little applause. That can be a great mental reward for you. And it sounds really silly, but it actually works. Like, remember that we're trying to train our brain. We have a negative brain already. That we don't need to train. What we do need is to train the positivity. So once you have that step and then you have your little reward, your dance or your rocky arms or whatever, then take step two. And if you have an internal struggle at step two, push through it anyway. Feel the overwhelm, feel the anxiety, and push through to step two. And as you do step by step, you'll start to get some momentum. Now, if you're anything like me, you take on way too much. I always overestimate what I can do on any given day. My to-do list is always bigger than the hours that I have in the day. So if that's the case for you, just realize that. Know that about yourself and then cut yourself some slack. Of course you didn't get your whole list done today. You know, I have this bullet journal that I write all of my steps in every morning of things that I want to do. And I actually have steps, I'm showing it to the camera if you're watching on YouTube. I actually have steps that I put a little line and an arrow to for the next day. And I'm okay with that. It's like, look, I have 20 things that I wanted to do yesterday on Sunday, and I only got like 10 or 12 of them done. But that's okay because I know that about myself. I know my list is going to be larger than my time frame. So all I need to do is move the things over that I didn't get done today and put them on tomorrow's list and then prioritize. And then eventually those things will get done. Even if they're in my bullet journal for three or four days, they're going to get done as long as I prioritize the things that are absolutely imperative to get done. Does that make sense? So be realistic. Know yourself, and then you can think of your glass as half full instead of half empty. So if I have 20 things on my list and I get 10 of them done, then I'm going to say, good job, Capel, you got 10 done. Not, oh my God, you missed 10, right? Think of yourself as an optimist, not a pessimist, and then continue to push yourself. Maybe make it a game. I'm super competitive, so sometimes I'll challenge myself. Let's see if you can get you know, three quarters of your list done today. And then I can surprise myself with the number of things I can get done. And like I've said before, I like to set that little timer because that's a competition for me with myself. Let's see if I can beat the clock to get things done. So you can motivate yourself internally or externally, but either way, that motivation is up to you. So Setting goals is a little bit of a process. And all the components of that little process take a little bit of of attention to ensure that you will accomplish them, right? 
So if you're really struggling to accomplish a particular goal, let's say you're doing pretty well in this area of motivation with you know six things, but there's one thing that's really causing you trouble. And um, an example for me would be writing a book. I've been struggling to write a book for a long time now, and that's really my hardest goal right now. So failing at a goal is sometimes due to the way you set it, but it's also oftentimes due to the way you think about it. Because I write every week. I write constantly. I'm constantly writing podcasts. I'm constantly writing blogs. But when the word book comes up in my brain, that's a super scary word to me. And so it's really challenging for me to take steps towards this book writing goal. So if you can attach that goal to some kind of value, like let's say I know that if I write a book, it's going to touch someone, even just one person, someone that I can help. So my value system is very wrapped up in helping other people. I'm very much attached to that with my personality. It's something that drove me to be a veterinarian so I could help animals and people. It's what drove me to become a life coach because I like to help people. So if I can take that value of helping others and attach it to my goal of writing a book, I'm more likely to take steps towards writing the book. And so when I'm really struggling to work on that goal, I have to go back to my values. So if there's something in particular that you're struggling with, one big goal or one goal that you're not 100% sure that you can do, like I have a lot of self-doubt around the book thing, then you've got to really go deep and examine the values that are behind that goal. So if I can think this book will help people, that's a way more powerful, motivating thought for me than I just need to write a book or I want to write a book or I told myself I would write a book or I should write a book. You know, those aren't really compelling thoughts. The thought that this book will change someone's life is the thought that I need to create. And another thought I sometimes use is I have to write this because no one else can. So when you're struggling with that anxiety and overwhelming feeling, work on some very powerful thoughts that will help you a lot. Now, when you're feeling completely unmotivated about everything, that's tough, right? Sometimes you just go really deep and really get into that pity party and you feel all the anxiety, all the discomfort, and you hear all the negative self-talk. If that's happening for you, I would encourage you to take action anyway. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. You can change your feeling by either thinking or acting. And so sometimes when there's so many thoughts that you just can't get rid of them, taking an action is the only thing that you can do. Because procrastination always comes from all that anxiety, all that overwhelm, all those negative thoughts. And if you can just take one step, just get up off the couch and do something, one little baby step, that will get the motivation going. So when you're struggling with motivation, just remember that this is a struggle for all of us. No matter how accomplished the individual is, if you admire somebody, they've been through this, right? So you need to start admiring yourself. This is a human thing. This is a struggle that we all have. 
And if you're someone like me that over complicates your schedule, that agrees to do way more than you can do, or whether you're somebody that just likes to be very focused on one thing at a time, it doesn't really matter. You just need to work to get motivated. And internal motivation is going to be so much stronger than someone telling you to do it. So just be aware of that. If you can encourage someone to help you, that'd be great. Get yourself a coach, get yourself a therapist, talk to your husband, you know, ask them to kick you in the butt. Sometimes I'll say to my husband, if you notice me sitting around too long or you notice that I'm not doing what I've said I will do, can you please just give me a kick in the ass? You know, can you just say something to me or ask me a loving question? Like, what's going on with you today? You seem unmotivated. So if you can get those around you to help with that external motivation, that's also a trick that you can use. So struggling with motivation, start by setting your goals and then doing your thought work, really understanding yourself, feel all the negative feelings, let them come up, be anxious, be overwhelmed, be negative even with yourself and just feel it and understand it. And then take a little action because action steps are ways that you can increase your motivation, even if you don't feel like it. Now you can do this. You can pull yourself out of this funk and take control of your life. If I can do it, you guys all can do it, right? So yesterday when I was feeling really kind of unmotivated and down in the morning, I knew that Sunday was blog day and I was looking outside and I was feeling super overwhelmed and anxious, but I wrote the blog anyway. And I didn't feel super motivated until I actually started to write about motivation. I used my procrastination to complete the blog. And then once I got it done, I stood up and did a little dance, right? I did my Rocky dance. I, you know, then I did something that I enjoyed doing because I knew that I was getting motivated. So my homework for you this week is to do a little self-analysis on your motivation. Decide how motivated you're feeling. And if you're not feeling motivated at all, I want you to write a goal, even if it's a simple one, and take one action step towards it. And then when that action step is complete, give yourself a little reward and take a second one. And then if you start to slide back into that negative thinking, do the whole process all over again. What am I thinking? What is the problem? Why am I feeling unmotivated? And then take another action step. And the more you do that, the more it will change. The more you'll feel better, the more motivated you'll get. You'll start to get some momentum. And every day, It might be a struggle, but every day you can do it. So do that for me this week and then send me a little outline of what you did and what you accomplished, even if it's a tiny little step, because every little step is a step in the right direction. Now I have a couple of quotes for you, like I always like to do. And this one is from Carol Burnett. And it goes, only I can change my life. No one can do it for me. And isn't that the truth? And isn't Carol Burnett someone that we should all strive to be like? And I have another one from Nick Tasler or Tasler. I'm not sure how you say it. It goes, 
Every job, whether you're washing dishes or performing kidney surgery, provides us with the opportunity to affirm our identities as capable, respectable individuals upon whom the most important people in our lives can rely. And I like that one because every little thing is evidence that we are valuable, that we are worthy. Every little job, every little step. So like I said, if you're struggling, please reach out for help. That's what life coaches are for. If you think I'm, I might be a good fit, go to my website and let's get together on a free coaching call. I can look at the things that you're struggling with and together we can decide what we need to do. I encourage you to not be afraid to push yourself into getting help. So I hope listening to this podcast made you feel motivated. I'm so motivated right now doing it. So I'm going to go get some more stuff done. And I hope you do the same this week. Have a beautiful, motivated week. Bye.